welcome, or velkommen, as we would say in Norwegian, to The Nordics Unveiled. I am Ernest Elbjørg-Hemsing, and I hope you will join my exploration of Nordic. From mythology and folk traditions to lyrical, melancholic, and often cautiously optimistic are only a few characters of Nordic. In a series of episodes, I will be joined by inspiring guests trying to break a few stereotypes and answer the question of what is typically Nordic? To learn more about conversations and guests, subscribe to The Nordics Unveiled on your favorite podcast provider or follow me on my Instagram, Facebook or Twitter account. This is The Nordics Unveiled. Today's guest is the exciting and very outspoken music journalist and presenter Per Sunnes, a familiar face in Scandinavia for his pop culture expertise, specialized in music and fashion. Per attended the University of Arts in London with focus on film and TV and has since 2002 worked at the Norwegian Broadcasting Corporation, NRK. His most known TV programs include Store Studio and the Norwegian part of the Eurovision Song Contest. What a pleasure to have you here with me today, Per, in this very special holiday episode. You're known for being outspoken and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the topic of pop culture in the North. Per, it is such an exciting guest to have in my little studio today. I'm so happy you said yes to do this. And um, at this place, I love yeah. it. <laughs> and you come directly from a rehearsal, choreography rehearsal, I understand. Yeah, no, I've just been, uh, you know... I'm, I'm the kind of person that you say it, it, you're thankful because I say yes, because I always <laughs> say yes. So I've been to one of the, the the artists that is performing in the Norwegian part of Eurovision Song Contest asked okay. me. She's a jazz singer, so she's not used to the whole hoo-ha of, of the Eurovision Song Contest. So right. she asked me, can you coach me? And I said yes. And that, you know, that you, you have are. to coach them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have to go and I have to look at these rehearsals right. <laughs> with the dancers and film it and go home and think what, you know, because I, th- I think that's the whole nature of who I am is the analytic kind of person. Exactly. Wherever I go, yeah. wherever, whatever I listen to, I always, you know, have a, I always ask questions. I'm a journalist. So Why? Why, Elberg? Yeah, yeah, why? Exactly. Why yeah. do you do this Greg album all of a sudden? Yeah, <laughs> why? You, mm. So it's just in my nature. And then you know you get opportunities that no one else gets. Of course. And also mm. because I say yes. Yeah, <laughs> the two uh, good words put together: why and yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's my turn to ask you a why, and my little why is going to be: why did you get interested in the Eurovision in the first place? I didn't. Okay. No, so no. I wasn't interested. You, yeah, as a kid, mm. as a kid, I, I, you know, that, that Eurovision Song Contest and and music was the same. You know, it, it was like at all the gas stations that you do when your parents got petrol. You know, the, all the, the <laughs> records in the shop was like Anita Skorgan and Jan Tegen. Right. So obviously, I asked to buy them f- from a parent. So that's why I, I thought, no, that that was uh, music to mm. me. You know, it was like, and then I had a father who, who come from the army. So he played like marches and stuff. <laughs> and and then I had Eurovision and ABBA came along and, you know, yeah. so I was, uh, but I, I think there's only two kinds of music. It's good music and bad music. 
could agree more. I think that's a very good way of seeing it. Yeah. But you seem to be very um, curious about diving into things you don't necessarily know so much about. I do, uh, yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> it's it's um now I'm in like the in a Polish and you know it, it, that's where I am now right and I think it's because where we are now like mm. in, in in the world I think he'd be there was a this album album with uh, Beth Gibbons from Portishead who sings who 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 learned Polish just to sing it and I, I cry and I oh. die and I cry and I, I bake pepper cookies and whatever <laughs> and listen to this. And and it's yeah. just, you know, it's just where we are in time and yeah. what's happening. And that's, I think that's how I work. I work mm. um, not in lines, but, you know, obviously I have a, I have a husband who's, who's very fond of Wagner. And I Wagner see. is like <laughs> is like the three thousand meters in in running and <laughs> and the hundred meter as well, you know. So yeah. so I, all of a sudden I understood. Oh, okay, I can have that as something in my life as well. That I love Wagner mm -hmm. because that's some of the most beautiful music in the world. And but then I have my Grieg, you know. I have my Inheritance. And and that's interesting that you said that I'm curious, but I wasn't curious until I left Norway to study in England. I see. And when mm. I got to England, they were all like, yeah, so tell us about Munch. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Tell us about Ibsen. Tell us about Craig. And I'm like, I've n I was never interested. So I had to l relearn my mm. own assets you know what where i came from so i wrote all my thesis everything i wrote at uh, film and tv college mm -hmm. was about Mo uh, the grig and and ibsen and monk do you think part of that is also because we are not so aware of our history ourselves as Norwegians? So. Yeah, yeah i think so and i, I yeah. come from Buda, which is a very small town above the arctic circle mm -hmm. but i never saw the mountains until i left <laughs> yeah so when I came home, I just, yeah. oh, my goodness, yeah. it looks you really fabulous. You become yeah. aware of what you have. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has to do uh. with also the cultural heritage is, mm. is so interesting. The fact that you don't appreciate it as much as you should. Mm. And I think that's Norway has a one big problem and that's the oil. Yeah. No, we have mm. too much money, so yeah. so we don't have to. You don't have to practically to be an, a musical artist in Norway. You don't have to sell records because you get so many funds. And not today, you know. The, this year is it's it's a different year, but uh, normally they they give you so many funds and there's so many things before performances and. So the people who uh, have never been that hungry, uh, th th that's my my opinion. But I always thought that Norwegian people have not been hungry enough. And if you're hungry, you do like a hard us. You go to England or you go to Germany to get a record contract. So do you think that's really been the, the tendency that Norwegian artists, they are not, there's not enough in the country for them to... Um, stand on their own feet they have to go abroad yeah and and no and then you get people that believe you know because mm. i think that for all the celine Dion's and mariah carey's we have in this world 
there's no Norwegians in between. Mm. So so the big companies are just happy to sell the Celine Dion's and the Mariah Carey's, and then they get to sell some other small local talent. But I think if you're really hungry, you have to go outside, like Reksop or mm. Aha, or yeah, they never had a Norwegian contract. And speaking of those uh, amazing artists, maybe you can walk us through a little bit more the history part of uh, the Norwegian pop history. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's, what can I say? It, it's funny to, to, to look back because in the 70s we copied everything. Mm. So we made like Norwegian versions of hits from around the world. But I think that's, uh, uh, it probably happened everywhere, but because it's cheaper yeah. when you get Norwegian singers to sing English pop songs. <laughs> right. And then, and then, you know, in Sweden, they started with ABBA and, and things, and we still copied ABBA, you mm -hmm. know, so we had like, Norwegian art artists singing ABBA songs in Norwegian or English on Norwegian records. And we never catched up with mm. the Swedish music history, you know, where they were really adamant to, to go out and, you know, to conquer the world. And they, mm. you know, when ABBA went out, they laid, you know, a path that everyone could follow. So when you had the Roxettes mm. and the Ace of Bases, they all went through the same path that mm. Abba did. But in Norway, we don't have that. <laughs> so there's no one in Norway, <laughs> you know, and even in the heart trail, there's no heart trail because they signed outside. Mm. So you can't go to anyone. And if someone, if, if you were a pop singer and came to me and said, uh, who would you recommend as an A&R? I would say no one. Yeah. I don't know anyone. <laughs> that made a change. Oh, the only thing I've, I know about A&R in Norway is that someone comes with an album and says, look here, and they release it and they sell like 200,000 copies. But then the next album is shite because someone interfered. <laughs> but the first one was good. Yeah. 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 But that that's a, interesting. You know, it's, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that also in your niche or in your genre of music, you've seen that with the singers, folk mm. singers. That is turned into pop, yeah, and it's crap. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Really yeah true. Well, no, no, not yeah. to mention names, but it's <clears throat> it's um, interesting how you you hear that you know you hear that genuine, beautiful thing of the n traditional mm. singing, and then someone turns it into pop, and it, and it works for a hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. But do you think? Part of it is that you don't trust your own background enough, or is it more to do with export? What you think is going to sell? I, I don't think that the the the, 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 the people that are the singers that I think of necessarily had an ambition to they had an ambition to sell more records mm. than when they didn't do traditional things. Yeah. But I think. Um, it's more like the record companies and the management that wants them to, oh, you're a great singer. And I'm like, yeah, but in that tradition, yeah. but in one specific tradition, yeah. that's not going to go go away. We can do whatever we want to. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, any anything that's popular outside Norway, 
from Norway. It's like Ian Garbarek, Mari Boyna, you know, and that's my heritage. That's what I tell people to buy or buy to them. Mm. It's, and and you are you and your sister, you know. But you know, no, you you take care of our culture. You know, you 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 are ambassadors in in some respect. I think personally, it's super important that you're aware of your background. And actually, you as soon as we step uh, our steps outside the Norway, you represent your country, whether you like it or not. Oh, you of know? course, yeah, you have the <laughs> yeah. flag on your chest. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what mm. I always thought, you know, that's yeah. why I, you know, when I work with something as silly as Eurovision, I, I went the first time with Maria Hukosmitte mm. and we came fifth. Mm. And then I said, okay, I see the flag, you know, I know we're going to win. And then I, what did I find? I found Alexander Rybak, who said <laughs> violinist. Yes. And I knew, you know, I had to, he had to have a signature, mm. you know. So I played him Fanny uh, Tull. Uh, yeah. And that's the hook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the hook is in Greece, they think it's Greek. And in, in Russia, they think it's Russian. <laughs> so it's yeah it's quite amazing you know it translates so much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's um i just actually just to go back for one second i would be really curious to know your thoughts about uh pop music and the sami culture what do you mm. think is going on there these days that is some unexplored territory yeah. that we haven't gotten into you yeah. know just the fact that they don't have any dancing yeah they don't dance no, the sami exactly. people don't dance and i'm like why it's not I've part of uh, their tradition to no no, no or they they just yeah. uh, they um, uh, they, move. They, they move <laughs> with their uh. with their kuftas yeah. you know because it's cold and stuff yeah. but they just move but they don't dance and I'm like that's fascinating <laughs> let's make some mm. Sami dances but I've I've been working with lots of Sami musicians for. In 2007, I went to, to Ashta to do Eurovision Song Contest, the, the Norwegian leg of it. Right. One semi-final. Final. And I met this uh, amazing woman called Marit Hatta. Oh, yeah. And we yes. have had a lifelong friendship since. Mm. So I'm there like three times a year. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we yeah. just click. And she has all the answers when I ask her. And mm. it's like now she just released a, a single with a, a Sami Christmas song for kids. And I'm like... Wow, how cool. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? why? No, because there, huh. there's none. Huh. They only have the Psalms from yeah. the from the psalm book that they've translated, mm. but they don't have their own songs. But do you think that um, the culture, I mean, I speak very widely, the culture, because it's, of course, a lot of you know differences within it, but... Um, that they are able to actually use more the singing part, the songs, the traditions, and showcase it more. You think that's oh, yeah, a change? Yeah, 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 yeah. If, because that's uh, the I feeling. Mean, I, I mean, the potential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If that's what you're asking, yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> if that's something that's original about yeah. Norway, it's it's the Sami culture, yeah. and it's original about Norway and Sweden and Finland and Russia. Exactly. So and. Now people are proud, you know, now they're taking it back. Yeah. And it's like, you know, being a minor minority in a minority in a minority. I think they should, you know, they yeah. should just go in here and yeah. conquer. But I know it, it's a problem for them to 
because geographically Norway is a very strange place to live <laughs> because if you turn Norway around yeah. you you go back to Rome yeah. you know yeah. because it's so long you know it's yeah. it's uh, so it's uh, it's not easy to be heard and then I I, I notice uh, the people that work in in the national broadcasting system they also have this kind of fear of mm. or not being cool enough or it's like mm. I, you know when i got I, I got a cab out here to 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 your place to record this program the guy who, who drives me says mm. oh i'm so proud of you and i'm like why because <laughs> you speak your own dialect and i'm like really why and he says, no, because it's not so many people that do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, the other, you know, I could either speak English or my native tongue, which is Bode, Norland's yeah. dialect. But when you think about it, how many people do speak that on TV? Not many. I can even um, remember back in the day when there was, uh, you know, everyone had to have the Riksmål, you know, yeah, the way yeah, of speaking. Yeah, yeah. And then the change somehow, I don't know exactly when but there was I a know. change and I then know, people yeah. you could speak their dialects and it was so liberating yeah wasn't it like yeah, you just yeah. to hear people say but oh you represent me also yeah, yeah and that has to do with music as well yeah. in in norway you know yes. the fact that we are so wide and we're so strange and and there's so many voices yeah. around you know like uh, in, in my uh, neighborhood you have susanna lunang who who goes around collecting yeah. songs before the pe pe people die away. You know, it's like a librarian within a, li a library that yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. And no one thanks her. And yeah. I'm like, I, I say, I'm going to make her a statue yeah. if I have to do that on my own. <laughs> but this is such vital work because otherwise it just goes away. It disappears. I know. I yeah. know when it's happening yeah. now. It's like my, I tell my, my nieces and nephews, Go and talk to granddad, my, yeah. my father, about the war. Yeah. He lived the war. Yes, exactly. And that's the last, you know, witness you have. Yeah. Go and talk to him. And so now that, you know, now you can go to the to the bookshop and buy this. This is granddad's story. Hmm. You know, they have like fill in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a really, really good idea. But that yeah. has to do with music as well, yeah. you know. What did you grow up with and now my father is on an old people's home and losing memory but I know that I'm just going to go to the library at uh, the national broadcasting system and find some marches yeah. and then it's going to be fine yeah. Yeah. you know because that's you know the, the tapestry of everyone is like the childhood and I'm going to forgive him that I woke up to that in the middle of the night when he had a party and he <laughs> came marching. <laughs> this is a different story. <laughs> yeah, no, can you imagine how gruesome? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but when we talk about, uh, I had some uh, previous guests who talked about uh, how the traditions have been, you know, for instance, in contemporary music uh, up through, let's say, 19th century or in classical music and how often it's been that you see one person being the headline, the one person who's been the champion. Like, for instance, you had uh, Ole Bull, Edvard Grieg, yeah. Munch, you know, like you had like one per generation pretty much. And I'm curious to know, I mean, I feel like it has changed now. There's space for a lot more people, but whether we are actually allowing people to have their own 
identity in the same way. But I, I think that's in retrospect. Uh, so you never see that as it happens. No. So I think they were never heroes in their own time. Oh, the, some of them were and they earned their money. But I think that's something that history will tell. Yeah. And it's very interesting. It's interesting to me to see... And also, you know, the fact that, you know, I work with like silly competition, like Eurovision Song Contest and and uh, giving like Alexander Rybak a, a zeitgeist that where he is all of a sudden is very famous, but he doesn't know how to take care of it. Yeah, yeah well, he does because he, 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 he makes a lot of kids want to play the violin. So that, you know, that's the, the big, but he doesn't know how to do fairy tale part two. No, no, exactly. <clears throat> so that's the whole point, you know. So, and then I'm, you know, I'm lost for words when someone asks me who's going to work with him. Mm. I don't know anyone. There's no yeah. Simon Cowell. You can say what you want with Simon Cowell, who's like the idol and yeah, and the champion. But he's a good A and R artist and repertoire. He knows what people should do and not to do and I mean it's that's a very challenging job for sure and I think it's also about you have to see the person and understand like where to go next what makes sense mm. keep the the peculiarity about that person but um yeah but, not, uh, and not the fame and not no. the you know not all this uh the things that you also tasted with Tom Dune and and uh, what you've seen what could happen you know but I think it's it's uh, hard to be real and to, yeah. to, to try to find the realness in. But that's where I have to say from I can only say for myself. But that's really where I see a lot of the the Norwegianness coming through. I mean, there's a big part of uh, identity that can be linked to the Nordic, and does you feel certain? I don't know, like yeah. Uh, Rotfesta, uh, as I say, you very well in Norwegian. Like you no, feel rooted. grounded somehow, yeah, ground, like and yeah, really yeah. very. Um, and there's, I think, something about, you know, purity in sound. There is a very different, distinct way of playing. And I wonder, do you think you can see that in the pop music as well? I'm afraid not. No. <laughs> I think, <laughs> not so I think much. we're not there yet. No, no. Because I think we, we try to copy the sounds of uh, the US and uh, England more mm. than trying to create our own. Yeah. But then you have, you know, you have two genres that I love from Norway and that's the death metal you know the metal side of things yes, yes. Where, where it's very symphonic and yeah. you can see traces of of uh, Norwegian things in that and you have the electronic as well yes. which is more like the the creating a landscape in music that is where we come from you know the northern lights and the yeah and so as uh, you again you can't be too too sure about anything but I think that's the most um, and then you have the jazz as well. Mm, you yes. have the Norwegian jazz that's also truly original. That's very true. And yeah. there you can really talk about, you know, the Nordic sound in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and how how it's been exported, but also people coming to Norway to, to, to play, you know, like the Miles Davises and who's been here and loved it. Yeah. And because we love them. Exactly. Yeah. And you also met a lot of really big stars, I would mm. say. And have you ever asked them about their thoughts about the Nordic? Do they think about Nordic oh, as yeah, their yeah, own yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. place? Like Flea yeah. from Red or Chili Peppers. Yeah. When he met me, he was like, oh, you're from Norway? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Tell me about Amsun. 
Nice. And I, I'm like, flee. Yeah. You smoking, <laughs> you know, you you only think, you know, you're, I, I'm racist when it comes to these pop stars because I think they never opened the book. But he was like, <laughs> oh, let us sit down because, you know, I'm curious about Hamsun and, you know, and then I could say that I was from Buda, you know, yeah. above the Arctic Circle where he wrote loads of his stories from. And he was like mesmerized. <laughs> and he and then the PR woman came in and he said, go away. I want to talk to this little dwarf in, from Norway. <laughs> and that happened to me several times. There seems to be a, like a new wave of young, uh, particularly maybe in pop war, of course, seen the most. But there seems to be like a new wave of um, people making these amazing international careers. Do you think that's the case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, but I just think this... Uh, Two kinds of music, it's good and bad. And Dagny yeah. and Astrid and these new young women, mm. all of a sudden, the, you know, the one thing about the uh, digital world is that you get rid of all the assholes in this world. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just, exactly. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. So I just think it's okay who has the most courage, who wants mm. it most. And that's what we see. It's I think it's people, also, yeah. yeah, and I think also you're really right with that. And also you take away some of the layers. I mean, you can actually manage your own career yeah, in a much wider way. Yeah. And you have, you know, I've interviewed Beyonce and Rihanna and all these superstars. Mm. But now they don't do any interviews anymore mm. because they manage their own careers on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> and that's super interesting to, to watch. I mean... Like you mentioned, for instance, I mean, we have to talk a little bit about AHA, I think, because they're such a big uh, part of Norwegian history. Yeah. But imagine when they, when, you know, they really made it big and they went everywhere and everyone wanted a little bit of them. I mean, that's already not that long ago. But they, they huh? were not Norwegian. You know, mm -hmm. that was in 1985 yeah. and they signed in the UK right. and they didn't, you know, give up. So when the first time they released Take On Me, it didn't happen. So oh, really? then they re-released it. Okay. And then it happened. Yeah. Mm. And at the same time, Norway won the Eurovision Song Contest with Bobby Sox. Yeah. So I think, you know, <laughs> exactly. not, not to be super stupid, but I think that marked a, like a change in uh, our uh, history, like uh, that we got some um, respect for yourself. Because I, I remember that on that, May Day when we were watching uh, Eurovision, I was Rus, you know, I was graduating from uh, from uh, college, upper mm. secondary school, uh, and we had this American exchange student, and he knew that we were going to dress in red and we had red cars and we were going to have a go and a drink in the fields, you know <laughs> what? And then one day we said, "Not tonight." No, and okay. he was like, "Why?" No, because we're watching this competition on TV. Oh, it was a competition. No, it's a Eurovision Song Contest. And it's like, but that, how funny is that? No, but it's not It's not important, but we're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> and we right. bought drinks and we bought huh? food and, you know, we all got together and watched this. Mm. And we said, we tried to downplay it, that it wasn't important, mm. that we didn't like, we didn't care. Didn't care so much. Yeah. No, no. Huh. It's boring. It's uh, actually quite boring. And yeah. and he was like, why? But we have this car, you know, this yeah. red car. We have all this red clothes. Why aren't we going out drinking beer in the 
No, because we are watching this competition. And then Norway won. And in Little Buda, which there were like 30,000 people living, I think at least one-tenth of them were out in the streets celebrating because he won this stupid musical (laughs) competition. And he was like, he still talks about it. He rings me and tells me, do you remember that May Day when you said that we were going to watch? Yeah, I do remember. (laughs) And then, you know, the irony was that I was going to work with that later, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and sit in in, uh, Moscow when Rybak won and he was in the States watching Mm. And like, what uh, is happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I all, and you know, I haven't got one, you know, because mm. people ask me all the time. So why, where is your, why do you, are you so interested in Eurovision? And I'm mm. like, I'm not. I haven't got one Eurovision CD in my collection, you know, whatsoever. <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested in the phenomenon, you know, in mm. the, in the fact, yeah, I probably got some records now after being a part of it. But before that, I didn't have my musical taste in in pop and rock is very boring. It's very American West Coast. It's like Steely Dan and Donald Fagan, like any hi-fi That's enthusiast. That's some good masters, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. And you know what I bought myself for Christmas this year is um, two parrots. That can hang in the in the ceiling and a box of all of Don Fagan's vinyl. That's a perfect Christmas gift. Yeah, <laughs> to myself, from myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, did you know, uh, Pale? I don't think I told you this, but um, when uh, uh, Alexander, uh, when he was. Uh, preparing um, you know the very early stages of Eurovision he yeah. he we went to the same school and he asked me to yeah. to the music school and yeah. he actually asked me whether I would like to play the violin part in his uh, performance yeah, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. told him I think it's better that you do that and thank god he did because I think that really made the the yeah, his, uh, signature whole, you know yeah and that uh-huh. was the whole point because yeah. I went to to Eurovision school in in Sweden Okay. Well, yeah. Where, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but you know, you make your own school <laughs> I as see. you go along. So I went there, and they said, "No, you need a signature. Yeah. You need an instrument. You need." Exactly. So the eight-year-old mm. who watches with her mum would say, "Oh, I want to spend five kroners or cents on on the the guy with the violin." <laughs> so that was like yeah. very. Uh, yeah, I think that was the whole essence of, of his performance was that he was going to be the guy with and you know and then i work with people who said don't cut his hair before the performance leave his he has to have a shirt that's a little bit too big and the waistcoat had to be a little bit too big and i'm like why because he has to be a girl next door when uh, celine dion won she had mono bra and a home perm that exactly. her mom did yeah so yeah. like relatable <laughs> yeah yeah so you have to, to trust it yeah you, you, you can't funny. be too you know like cynical and mm-hmm. and so he there he, you have him you know without you him. no we yeah. cut his hair two weeks before yeah. and so it's it looks a bit but imagine what he did to to the violinists in in norway it was a huge enthusiasm that's yeah. for sure and i think that's also super important that you show how the instrument can be used in many different settings it's not just you know either classical or this way like there's some 
so many ways you can actually yeah, use and music all, uh, and have Abba. it approachable. Yeah. Abba. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's uh, the violence in Abba. Yeah. And, and the thing was that I, I was such a cynic because we came fifth the year before the Alexander Rybak. So immediately when he finished Fairy Tale, and that was in June, the year prior, you know, like 11 months before, I got, I said, you have to write it down. I have to have the lyrics. I have to have everything. So I sent it into Note Forlage, you know, to have the have it published. Mm. And they were all like, why? Because all the brass bands in Norway is going to play this on the 17th of May because we are going to win on the 16th. <laughs> and they all were, and they, everyone were like, you're, you're stupid, you know, you're an idiot. And I'm not, no, I'm not. Well, Just, you showed them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I showed them. Yeah, I showed everyone. But we did, oh, and it yeah. came out. Yeah, exactly. And all the, all the bands played it. Mm. And that was the biggest, you know, that's the biggest. Mm. One thing is that everyone came to, to the airport when we landed after you won. But the other thing was that all the kids in Norway played the song. And yeah. we, he recruited so many violinists through this silly victory of three <laughs> minutes. And he was Russian, you know. And I don't think that, yeah, Norway, if we're going to win again, we have to find another Russian. You think so? We're too lazy. Yeah. Do you think that's also something, I mean, we spoke about very briefly about history, but do you think that's also something that can difference between the Swedish and the Norwegian? Oh, of course. For instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Danish yeah, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, or, or, or we're too lazy. Just too lazy. We're, yeah, we're <laughs> too lazy. No, really. But it does say quite a lot about, uh, I would say, Norwegian culture, though. I mean, do you think Jantelovn is as strong today as it oh, was then? as it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Can you feel it from time to time? Yeah, no, I'm not very much of a person who sits down and uh, and and think about things that could have happened that didn't happen or whatever. But I know Jantelovn mm. is something that we is innate. It's all in in the background of whatever mm. we do. Don't ever think that you're somebody. No, no, no. And the more success you have, the, the smaller you get, you know, mm. so I'm going to minimize. I'm going to be one meter. So no, no, but, but <laughs> it's a very interesting. I'm, I'm having a show now on TV and no one uh, from uh, some, but not many compliments me on that. Really? Yeah. But it's a fantastic show. Yeah, but yeah. still, they don't compliment well, you. Well, then I will compliment you right now. Yeah. You have a fantastic show. <laughs> no, 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 but that's interesting. Ah, but it is it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in, I, I'm, I'm mm. a, a grown-up man who can watch this and think to myself, this is good, this is the shit. But then mm. when you don't get respect from your peers, and they all want to see, you know, they want to see light entertainment, fun, with people singing in masks and stuff. Yeah. I think it's fine. But I think the world needs both. Well, we need Eurovision Song Contest. We need this and that. But we can actually, but when I started working with Eurovision Song Contest, um, when Rybak won, it was um, it was interesting because when the, uh, when the thing happened at Utea, yeah. when all these kids were killed by this psychopath, he wrote about Eurovision Song Contest in this. He did? Yeah. Because he, he meant that I uh, I did everything that was wrong with Norway. Because we had a guy from Belarus, uh, from 
Rybak is from Belarus. Okay. We had Stella Mwangi from Africa. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, Tuji from uh, from uh, yeah, where is he from? Yeah. Iran, yeah. And and he meant that that's wrong. It's mm. significantly wrong with the Aryan Brotherhood. I wonder, I mean, for for you, Peter, who has traveled the world, you've been extensively abroad, you have met so many, you know, interesting, fantastic people. Um, when you talk to them, and in your own opinion, when you look into the Nordic countries, do you think there is like a sound of the Nordic you could describe? Do you think there's something that can be defined? Yeah, I think you can define it by Greek mm. and what Greek have meant to the world of music. And then you have the Sami culture. Mm. I think that's where we should go. And that's not so much in, let's say, pop or no, jazz or no, electronic. No. no, but still, you know, it's mm. original and the, the mm. metal world and stuff. Oh, metal, of course. But yes. I think, but I mm. think, no, I, yeah. I really, really think that it's in the Sami culture that we have something to go on in the world mm. that's going to be resonate in in the rest of the world. Mm. You know, it's it's very to me, it's extremely strange that Mari Boina. Is the one and only after so many years. Yeah, I agree. Where is the after? Yeah. You know, where are the people behind her? And I've been working with this with people in in uh, in Sápmi, mm. up north. Mm. And um, no, I, I don't understand why. Do you think sometimes when you deal with particular traditions, that the traditions are so strong that people don't want to change them or see them in a different light? It's interesting. It's it's very strange that that we're not you know at not, we're not at the level where we understand what's the best for Norwegian culture. I think I think, but I, but I have hope. I I'm hopeful, yeah. and I hope that someone will find the next big uh, Sami artist who's you know and you know Sápmi is is four countries. Yeah, and exactly. always only one country. Yeah. So I'm so uh, no, I'm filled with hope when it comes to that. And and when I talk to my friends up there, and um, but let's see. No, I don't know. I, I haven't given up fighting for for their rights or the fighting not for their rights, but fighting mm. for them to get out and up and above. But. It's been really interesting to talking to you, Per, and hear your thoughts on this because you have a very different and unique perspective coming from, you know, a very similar yet very different world from at least where I come from. And it's uh, very clear that you also have a very big love for classical music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think, I think yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it is. It's all music. It's like you yeah. say, it's good or bad music. Yeah, and yeah. of course, there's also your own opinions in it, but yeah. it's... Uh, it's um it's been really fun to hear your thoughts and uh, i have to say thank you so much for sharing so much anytime, and for being anytime. so outspoken <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, really yeah. fantastic and then so <laughs> I, i'm gonna go wash my mouth like <laughs> my mom would have told me <laughs> <laughs> oh but thank you Pet. it's been fantastic thank you i hope you have enjoyed this special holiday episode the nordics unveiled is taking a christmas break and we will return with a new episode in the first days of the new year in the meantime, I wish you a very festive holiday season and entry into a new year. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Or as we say in Norwegian, God jul och gött nyttår. Thank you so much for joining me for The Nordics Unveiled. My name is Elvig Hemsing and I hope you will continue following my next episodes on your favorite podcast platform. 
The music in the introduction is from Edward Grieg's Violin Sonata in G Major, Opus 13, with myself on violin and pianist Simon Trapczewski, released on BIS Records.